there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Hello and welcome to another week of the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and Paul Cooney. With me, Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. Well, Celtic, Rangers and Inverness advance in the Scottish Cup. Who will join them in the semi-finals? Falkirk or Air United? And Barry just thinking, it looks as though the big two could meet three times in the next two months. Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, obviously watched both games over the weekend, Paul. Celtic pretty convincing uh, win at, at Tynecastle and, and Rangers yesterday. I'll be honest with you, it wasn't a classic. But the most important thing is making sure you're in that semi-final draw. And who's going in, Mark, for the semi-final draw tonight? Our own Stephen McGinn, who stood in for you on Friday. I wondered if you were off in support of Gary Lineker. We're not going to go there. It's great to have you back tonight. Is it going to be Stephen's Falkirk or is it going to be Lee Bullen's Air United? It's going to be Stephen McGinn's Falkirk. Yes. I think John McGlynn's team will get, the, will get through. They'll join Celtic Rangers and Inverness in the draw uh, tonight. And regardless of the, the permutations of the semi-finals, we'll, get two, we'll have two crackers, Paul. And a, and a real uh, belter on uh, June the 3rd for the final at Hamden. It's a couple of months special time coming up here in Glasgow, the footballing capital of Barry. What? The country, the UK, Europe, the world. The world, the- yeah, of course. Brilliant. And you enjoyed the weekend. Celtic were really impressive. Rangers, you know, they said, well, here, in fact, let's hear from Michael Beale. What did he make of Rangers' performance yesterday? We need to pass and run a little bit more. We got into good areas, but when we get into good areas, we need people really running and the movement in the box. I like us to take more shots on from distance because that might get people up to the ball. We tried a lot of those things today without um, without being at our free-flowing best. I really wanted to give Nico and Todd the full 90 minutes because I think it's important for them. It's their third game in a week. We had Borna and Connor on a booking away from a suspension in the competition, so we knew we had to bring them out at some point, and it was good for Ridvan and John to get on. Uh, I thought it was a game for Scott Arfield. It was just when was I going to bring him. Once I saw the way the game was panning out, he's someone that... He detaches himself from the play and just arrives in the box. He missed a chance. It was a good save, actually, just before he scored. So, um, yeah, listen, it is what it is, and we have to just keep moving to the next one. The, the team at the moment is finding a way to win consistently, which is important. Across the city, Ange Postacoglu's take on the 3-0 win in Edinburgh against Hearts. Yeah, I thought we were really good. Um, you know, we knew it was a challenging week for us. You know, we played sort of Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, so... Um, and the last game is, you know, the one that we knew was going to be the most intensive. Just the nature of it being a cup game away from home, particularly here at Tyne Castle. And uh, yeah, I thought the lads handled it really well. We started the game really strongly, and uh, for the most part, dominated the game. Played some great football, um, and uh, yeah, credit to them. They've navigated the whole week really well. Barry Celtic, they set the pace, didn't they, on Saturday? Really impressive at Tyne Castle. Yeah, and one thing you want to do when you play at Tyne Castle is to go off to a flyer. And they got that early goal, and and let's be honest, they were in control of the the full situation during the game. Hearts were better in the second half, but I, I just felt at some stage Celtic were going to get that 
that uh, third goal and, and they did um, yeah pretty convincing in the end Mark people talked about that that could have been you know a treble maybe on for Celtic still Rangers on the way or Aaron Falkirk on the way but that was a huge how big for Celtic was that win yeah it was massive Paul you know it was a real test uh, for them particularly as Ange Postacoglu said there at the end of a uh, a trying week um, you know it was away from home at St Mirren last weekend Hope My Hearts midweek uh, and then Tynecastle at lunchtime on the Saturday but they handled it really well you could tell from the first minute they didn't want to give Hearts a chance to get into a rhythm in front of their own supporters Celtic took control the second goal killed the game just before half time I thought Hearts had a decent wee spell before that Kyogo's movement and finish absolutely uh, outstanding and also a word for, for Joe Hart for the double save that he pulled off at 1-0 I think it was uh, in the game absolutely incredible and for anybody that questions Joe Hart's suitability to be Celtic's number one you get the answer right there on Saturday Ange afternoon spo- Ange spoke about his uh, yeah, goalkeeper yeah I mean you know that's he's, he's a top quality keeper and um, as you said I know it seems like he doesn't have a lot to do but it's still a very important part of our structure with the way we, we start the build up of the game you know even on Wednesday night he had to you know leave his penalty area a couple of times and sweep and, and he does those things with real sort of efficiency but Obviously, goalkeepers, you know, sometimes it's the saves that, that give them the prominence and it was a great save today when we needed it. And, uh, you know, it's probably the, the only part of the game, small part of the game where they got a little bit of traction in it, but um, which we knew would happen. I mean, you, you come to Tyne Castle, they're going to create at least a couple of opportunities. But, again, I thought the boys were really strong when we needed to be defensively. Barry, what did you think of Rangers 3-0 against Wraith Rovers? I've, I've seen them play better. Um, but the most important thing Paul is when you don't play at the top of your game you make sure you find a way Connor Golson getting that goal just before half time um, was big for Rangers second half look they dominated the ball but when you listen to Michael Beale I thought after the game um, he's when he assessed the game he was spot on they were a bit pedestrian at times they get into good positions in the wide area uh, Barisic and, and Tavernier and they were putting balls into the box and there was only one or two players Naturally, he's wanting to see three, four, five players. He makes that change, and Scotty Arfield gets in and, and gets that important goal. But listen, there was there was never in any danger of losing the game. Um, as I said, they've played better. I mean, if you're going in the performance Wednesday night against Hibs, they were they were on absolute fire. Um, they were a bit off it, but look, they found a way, and that that's what this Michael Beale team's been doing. Apart for the cup final. When they've not been playing well, they're finding a way to win games. Mark, it's sometimes it is more difficult playing a team from a lesser division, especially at home, mm-hmm. or is that nonsense? Mm-hmm. Well, I think in, in some respects, you're on a hiding to nothing. Because, yeah. you know, even if you win 5 0, you're expected to do it. And, and if you don't do well, like, you know, there was a couple of scares in the last round against Partick Thistle, with Thistle running Rangers tightly. But look, you get the job done, Paul, it doesn't matter. Just get your name in the hat and make sure you keep going, make sure you keep your unbeaten run going, show that you're heading in the right direction um, and Michael you know really when you look at Michael Beale's record one defeat in the what is it 16-17 games it's a brilliant record albeit he lost a cup final which some would argue was the most important game out of the lot yep I, I get that but you know I have sympathy for him and for Rangers because they are up against what I think now is an, an unstoppable machine in Celtic and it's maybe just it's, no matter how good Rangers are I don't think they're ready to go and overtake um, Celtic at the moment. It's a, it's a long way off and that's where I have real sympathy for them because Celtic are just they're unbelievable under Ange Postecoglou. Do you feel that, Barry? They are unstoppable? Yeah, listen, they're a very good team. They are stoppable. There's no doubt Rangers need to make sure they get their um, 
the signing spot on and, and the summer the recruitment needs to be spot on. But there's there's no denying they're absolute fire just now. They're, they're winning games. They're going to difficult places and getting results. Um, but now it's up to Rangers to to go and try and try and stop that. And as I said, that over the next three or four months, uh, this is massive um, leading into uh, next season. Rangers know what they have to do. They need to try and keep the coattails of them in the league. It's going to be very difficult, very tough, whatever way you want to look at it. But one thing they need to do is retain that Scottish Cup and keep it at Ibrox. If you want to speak to Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, Paul Cooney, 0808 17 17 700. We'll hear from Michael Beale speaking about Alfredo Morelos. But it looks as though he could be on his way to a city that two people in the studio were in just about, what, seven or eight months ago. Seville, Barry, you were there. And so was young Cammy Forsyth, who's with us in the studio tonight as well. On the line is Gary from the Gorbals. Gary, I don't think you were there, were you, in Seville this time? Maybe in, what, 2003? Hi Gary. Yeah, how are you doing, Paul? Evening, guys. Hey Gary. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was definitely there in 2003, and I'm I'm just remembering back on it now. I'm, I'm feeling my age now when you're saying that. I was, <laughs> I was in my teen years, but uh, yeah, that was a, that was a great experience as well. So Gary, Newcastle fan and a Celtic fan, Mark said they're they're looking unstoppable. Is that what's worrying you? Is it to get the treble? What's standing in your way? Uh, well, the thing is, obviously, we've been we've almost been kind of spoiled in recent years with, with, in terms of the treble because when you look back to Martin O'Neill's first season, I think we hadn't won it uh, in 30, 31, 32 years or something like that. Um, and then when you look back in over the quadruple treble years, it was it, it kind of took away the the joy of winning it almost kind of thing because we were winning it so much. And and know know that you want your team to lose any cups or any leagues kind of thing but it, it probably doesn't feel as special as it would have done if if we hadn't won it uh, so often but there's nothing really worrying me in terms of I do think we are kind of unstoppable the way we're playing um, but we can't take things for granted we still need to with these league games coming up we need to just tick them off one at a time I think we've not got many left only lent single digits in terms of uh, league games left and obviously we're into a semi-final of the cup which I'm hoping I'm hoping because I've got a bit of dilemma. I'm hoping we get Rangers in the semi-final. Um, but yeah, just as I say, just taking that game at a time, Paul. Well, let, let's check Mark. Barry, any influence in the hot balls, cold balls tonight, or is that <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if they've ever uh, existed. Well, I think regardless, so I'd, I'd love to see a, a Celtic Rangers final. But if it's a semi-final, whatever, whatever it may be, and good luck to whoever joins in on the tonight. Just to pick up on, on, on Gary's point, the reason why I said at the top program I think Celtic's unstoppable is because they're not allowed to take anything for granted. Gary said that as long as they don't take anything for granted, they'll be fine. Ange Postacoglu doesn't allow them. You can see a real bit in their eyes, whatever, 10 league games to go, possibly two in the Scott one if not two games. The Scott, that's it. There is a proper focus. Uh, they will not take their eye off the ball and if Celtic play to their capabilities right now um, I don't think there's, there's a team that's going to beat them Did they have that in the Brendan Rodgers year? And that's just a question Yeah I, I, I mean you, you think back to Brendan Rodgers first season uh, the, the Invincible team they won a treble didn't lose a game uh, domestically um, I mean I think it's a great one to put out to Celtic supporters Gary included what do you think's the best teams the, the, the 2016-17 team under Brendan Rodgers or this current Postacoglu team I think it's a great uh, debate and there should be a few different um, opinions and I'd like Celtic supporters to judge it on the facts and not judge it on the fact that they're 
they're still peeved off with Brendan Rodgers for walking right. out in the middle of a season but you think back that was a great team the one thing that made you, you look at Postecoglou's team Paul when you look at Matt O'Reilly I thought you'll not get better than Matt O'Reilly he's, mm. he's, he's outstanding but they found a better player in Aaron Moy who they got for nothing and Moy right now is playing I'd say the best midfield in the country better than Callum McGregor better than anybody else you want to mention right now on current form um, Moy's the number one pick for me and I'm interested in Barry's taking it being a centre mid a guy what he, what he thinks of that Barry and he could have been at Rangers because Craig yeah. Moore recommended yeah. him but anyway what do you think is he is he the best midfielder yeah, at the moment yeah, he's up there in terms of form since he's he's found his way into the Celtic team he's, he's definitely the form midfielder like, not just that he's he's ability on the ball he's finding the back of the net as well um, which um, is, is difficult for a midfielder at, at times um, but yep he's definitely impressed me I, I, look we knew about him Huddersfield Brighton Big Oz spoke a number of times he's an international he's got a lot of experience um, it was just getting him up to a level of fitness and now Celtic fans are, are starting to see or have seen sorry over the last couple of months um, a top midfielder and Gary what about Mark's question um, and my question which is the better team or what, what do you feel about the Brendan Rodgers team of 2016-17 Invincibles versus Ange Postacoglu's team this season which have not been invincible and the season's not over what do you feel? I think it's. I think it is a great question and it's one uh, that was posing uh, me and my mates were talking about it the weekend Phil and we were saying you know what, what would be the better team and there's not much to kind of judge between them because in terms of both teams there's goals coming from everywhere from back to front there's goals coming from everywhere. If I'm being honest, I do think the Ange Postacoglu team sneaks it just purely because the the style of football we play, the attacking brand of football we play, and you know I just think even when you go one 0 down in games, you're very very confident about it's, it's fine. We're going to come back, and I know there'll be the the, the kind of week where it doesn't happen, and and hopefully that's that's no for a while, but. As I say, even when you look back to the winning game uh, when we lost, uh, when we were losing one now, and obviously it been a kind of bit of a bogey ground for us and a yeah. bit of a bogey team, then that horrible strip that uh, everybody <laughs> was saying get in the pin. But um, you know, it starts things like that. You think, oh, we're not going to win this game, no, this time. But then you know, you came into the second half and scored five goals amazingly. So um, as I say, I, I do think Angie's team probably just edges it. Although you know, I love. Uh, Brendan Rodgers gave us some amazing days and amazing nights kind of thing you've got a stronger Rangers now Mark than there was yeah, at that uh, time yeah I mean I think when, when Brendan Rodgers took over Matt Work Burton had just brought Rangers up as champions yeah. of the championship then introduced I think like Cranchard and and, and, and Barton and, um, and players like that but you look at the Joey Barton yeah you look at the Celtic team of then I was just trying to kind of think of who was yeah. in it and unless I'm mistaken it was Craig Gordon I think was a goalie um, yeah you had your two, I think your two fullbacks were Lustig and, and Kieran Tierney and you'd Scott Brown and, and, and the average surgeon Scott Brown under Callum McGregor, Callum McGregor and uh, Moussa Dembele right. Scott Sinclair I think was a player of the year that year on the left James Forrest James was on fire yep. Forrest fire on the right hand side um, so you think back to that team as well that that was a that was a hell of a hmm. uh, team it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be an interesting debate interesting to see what the Rangers legend thinks Barry what do you reckon if you put the two together I, I just think now. this current Celtic team one thing as I said not, not just that they're a very good team that they're full of energy they've got a lot of legs in the team that's one thing about um, the current Celtic team to the Brendan Rodgers team I think there was more a th- 
more athletic. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. With the, the Postacoglu team, um, as I, I said to you. and I, I felt it watching last weekend when, when they went a goal down after that penalty after five or six minutes. I, I never thought at any stage did I feel that Celtic were going to drop points because they, they don't they, they, they don't get flustered and I think that's down to the manager if you watch him in the sidelines he's very cool calm and collected and I think that then goes on to the, the pitch um, and it filters through the, the players on the pitch Let's hear a bit from the manager Gary That's that's you know you've hit the nail on the head if if we continue the form and there's always the possibility that you won't if you don't concentrate if you're not disciplined if you don't you know work hard every day and this group does you know credit to them you know it's easy for me to to sort of talk about these things but they do you see that you guys see the end product but I see it on a daily basis and that's the whole group the guys who are playing the guys who are not getting minutes um you know every day they 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 push each other to be the best they can be and as a consequence of that you know our performances have been really strong and I think are getting stronger I think every week we're we're looking a stronger and better team I think we're a better team now than we were at the start of the year and we weren't that bad a team at the start of the year so the idea now is, you know, we've got, like I said, Hibs next week and, you know, it's an important game for us, particularly at home because then the international break comes and then we can sort of get the head down and, and head for the finish line. I mean, these are always good for chat, aren't they, afterwards, you know, which team is better? It's, what, five, six years ago now, Gary? Overall, now that you've been talking about it, what do you think that currently, I think with Ange Postacoglu, nobody wants to cross him at all, do they? I mean, he's absolutely in charge of that football club. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, if you get the right man, in charge then you leave him you leave him to it you know you think of see like Martin O'Neill as, as Gary mentioned when he took over 23 years ago you, you let him be in charge of the club and, and look you know look at what he inherited to what he turned it into same with Ange Postacoglu same you go back to Barry's time Walter Smith he was in charge of the football side and you, you let them go and go on so if you find a good manager and sell to add it with Brendan Rodgers and unfortunately that relationship where he was in charge uh, people started to meddle uh, and, and it cost them a top manager um, but now that, that, that they've got one in Postacoglu I think they, they realise the, the the errors of of, of, uh, of the past and don't want to repeat them you're not allowed to mention him any more times that's four times you mentioned he who must not be mentioned who's that? Uh, it's Bre- da- Brendan uh, I know it's that da- well, no, no, I'm, I'm joking no, I, know you're joking. Yeah, I, I yeah. never had a problem with no. Brendan Rogers yeah. um, leaving because when you know some of the the detail um, from back then, and I, but I get why, yeah. and I totally respect Celtic supporters that you know invest into their club financially, emotionally. Um, but, but for me, I, I don't have a problem. He had a footballing decision to make. The timing wasn't perfect, but he had to look after himself. Similarities when Steven Gerrard, Barry, decided, "No, I'm going to go mid-season," and he went to Villa. Yeah, and I think these managers might look at it, and they might never get that opportunity. Again, they were successful. You're talking about Brendan Rodgers, really successful, the amount of trophies. Steven Gerrard getting 55 back, winning a trophy as well, produced a, a, a decent Rangers team. And listen, all managers move on. It's, it's the Premier League. When that comes calling, um, sometimes I wonder, because you look at the size of the clubs down there, but listen, the budgets that these guys get down there and the salaries is, is massive compared to up here. But they're not anywhere near as big as a Rangers or Celtic. Gary, so what do you think then? So you want it to be the semi-final? You want to meet Rangers? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I was saying to the producer there, I was just yep. saying, I've got a family holiday where I'm going to Florida on cup <sighs> final day. Right, um, June the 3rd. And I, yeah. and I really, really, really don't <laughs> want to be facing Rangers for the possibility of a treble. 
Um, so I would rather get Rangers in the semi and then, you know, come what may in the final, uh, we can deal with at the time kind of thing if we get through. But um, just to touch on the, the, yep. the whole treble, the Brendan Rodgers team, fun enough, Scott Sinclair was actually of that kind of Brendan Rodgers era. He was actually the top goal scorer at the whole team with 63 goals over that kind of period that he was there, the seven trophies. He was 63 goals, wow. top goal scorer, which is incredible when you think of the players that we had up front, like Dembele and Edward and things like that. Good stat. Didn't realise that. Barry, can you sort that? The draw tonight? You must have influenced. You're a massive <laughs> You're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I saw John Beaton in town this morning, so that's nothing to do with anything, but I, saw, I know that John Beaton in town. Barry, surely you can sort it tonight. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers, Gary. Speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. We're here all week, Monday to Friday, <laughs> which usually is all week at five till seven. This time tomorrow night in the studio, it's going to be Andy Walker and also Stephen McGinn, who will just be getting ready for a Scottish Cup quarterfinal. Some great stuff in the papers with him today. He spoke to us last week about what age 34 he thought maybe his chance of getting back to Hamden had gone. But we wish him well tonight, Barry. What do you yeah, think? Bro- yeah, brilliant opportunity. Um, I-, I said on Friday, you know, just because Stephen was in here, I-, I do fancy Falkirk to do it. I know it'll be a tough game. Ayers are a-, a decent team. They're quite physical, but I just think Falkirk at home, they like to get the ball down and play. Um, I think it'll be a tight game, but I think Falkirk will, will go through into the semi-finals. And it's brilliant because, as you said, you think the days are finished when you get older, you're coming towards the end of your your career so it's a brilliant opportunity for for Falkirk um, to progress into the semi-finals and I wonder as well in the space of a couple of months could we have another cup final winning captain in the Go Radio football team we've got Barry and we could have we could have Steve McGinn imagine he stops Celtic for doing the treble or stops Rangers for retaining the Scottish <laughs> Cup <laughs> would they still be welcome Barry? Oh, <laughs> listen, I'll take him out for a full week have done that can we check what he's drinking over there I thought it was coffee but we'll see uh, we're going to go on the lines now 0808 17 17 700 you know the chat over the weekend is Morella's on the way to Spain um, the manager he's not saying no to that but he's certainly he's not away yet no, he's trained all week I just decided to go with a two forwards that played so well on Wednesday um, so no we've not discussed it I've not seen any change in him uh, obviously he's been free to speak to whichever club he likes for a good while now we're into March so uh, uh, he's had he's had that but we, we haven't spoke about it and uh, yeah but I don't I, I'm not sure that's the case and if it is we'll find that in the coming days my focus has been on the game George a Rangers fan is on the line from Bathgate hi George how are you, George? You well? What do you feel? Right, yourself. Uh, good, thank you. Um, what are you thinking? Any thoughts on Morellas? It sounds as though he's uh, going. Aye, well, that's what I spoke to Barry. I think it was last week or week before I spoke to Barry about it. Um, and my, my, my thought on it, I'd have kept probably McGregor. I would try and keep McGregor. I'd try and kept um, Morellas as well and Kent and possibly Jack. And I would get rid of the rest. I think you'd work to do it yourself. It'd probably be close to uh, about five and a half million in wages we'd be able to recoup and, uh, good and splash that but I think we've got we've made a definitive answer now I think that Morelos looks like he's gone so at the end of the day we've got to we've got to get a rebuild bang on mm. uh, you're, you're talking a minute ago there about um, Ken going to the semi-final and the, the final we had to want to play the aim and the, uh, to get to the final well the thing is we've, we've got to win that this year Paul yep. I, I 
I think what Barry's saying as well, we've got to win that um, that Scottish Cup, and it's more a slight on um, uh, our manager because I think he's doing a great job. I mean, look at his, um, the games he's played; he's lost one game. I was I've cut final, we were terrible in that game, of course we were. But I think he's got a massive rebuild, and I think it's a hard thing to do. And Barry will it more than anybody, but I think everyone who are signings next year have got to hit the ground running for us to uh, get closer to their rivals, like Barry. Yeah, I, I said recruitment um, has got to be virtually spot on this this summer. I think the two players that he's brought in in, in January have definitely strengthened um, the Rangers squad, no doubt about it. Raskin and Cantwell been impressed with them over the last couple of weeks. Now that's three games they've played in, in a space of a week. Their fitness levels will be climbing because they hadn't played a lot of football, but... Listen, the recruitment is summer. I'm sure Michael Beale knows that and I'd be shocked if they're not in, in conversation with a number of players um, down south or abroad, wherever it may be, that they know how important it is to make sure they get a strong, strong team together to make sure they, they challenge Celtic big time next season. Is it adios to Alfie? Yeah, I, I, I said it. I mean, George was on last week and yeah. I, I'm swaying to, towards both Morelos and Ryan Kent going um, I think Morelos 100% uh, I seen it with Michael Beale's interview after the game via play he was, he, it looked to me if it's curtains um, Ryan Kent I'm still unsure Look, I'm swaying towards he will leave but if they agree a new contract with Ryan Kent I'll, I'll be more than happy because um, I do believe he's a player that can hurt teams uh, I think he's he's became a big big player for Rangers um, under Michael Beale. Um, but I'm really interested to see, and I would like to hope that Rangers recruitment that in early doors, that in the first day pre season. I know it's impossible to get everybody, but if there's going to be five, six, seven players coming in, you need to get them in early as possible to make sure they get used to their surroundings, their teammates, the club they're going to be playing at, the expectations. And Martin, you saw the banner at the weekend outside the ground about Ross Wilson. Do they not need to, and we know they're passionate and they want success now, do they not maybe need to give him a chance now? This is a huge summer for the director of football. As Barry says, he's got to get it right. It's a huge summer for everybody at Rangers, Paul. You know, boardroom, Ross Wilson, Michael Beale, players, supporters. Um, and I've always been of the, the viewpoint that um, you've got a better chance of being successful if there's a collective unity. And, and, and I realise that sometimes different parts of the football club like supporters, boardroom, management might not agree with each other um, but if you're going to have your disagreements hide, have them privately don't air them in public you know, show a proper unity um, from the stands and the supporters because Rangers need their supporters to be successful absolutely they, they, they do um, but the, the, the club needs to be aware of the, of, of the feelings of, of the supporters so right now there's one or two wee cracks I think it, I don't think it's beyond repair I think it could be easy to come together but there needs to be uh, dialogue and find a way to be uh, together because if there's factions there particularly as I say the biggest thing is they're up against a hell of a strong Celtic so they can't you know make things worse for themselves you know whatever Celtic go and do Rangers can't control but they can control their own football club so they need to find a way of getting together and as for Morelos I think there was a decision made internally six or seven weeks ago that um they weren't for keeping him. Um, he's obviously aware of that. If, whether it's Sevilla, Sevilla or, or elsewhere, then then good luck to him. But as I've said for a number of months, if Rangers want to become champions uh, next season um, in, in May 2024, they have to find a better striker. A, ability-wise in Morelos, 
and B professionalism because you can't you know Michael Beale can't have somebody that potentially could go off the rails and let you down or you know whatever so they need to find somebody with a full package but by the way that's not going to be easy Paul um, and Cholak I think they've got a really good backup a really good solid number nine but I don't think he's a title winning number nine Barry I, 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 spoke, I, I think the last couple of games take away the weekend I thought last week against Kilmarnock he was the best player I thought Wednesday night against Tibbs he, he was excellent he was off a wee bit but yeah. the, the Rangers team were off a wee bit um, yesterday but I do believe that is a priority position that number nine and Mark's right to get a, 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 a right good number mm. nine you need to pay top dollar George, coming to you in a second, here's the manager. He knows, just what you said, um, that the Scottish Cup is so important. Well, we're going to have to beat two teams to win the trophy. So, um, And that's our aim, to retain it. There's 10 league games left, hopefully two in the Scottish Cup. It's the last game of the season. It would be a fantastic way for us to end the season and go into next season with optimism for our fans. One thing I will say is I think it's fantastic for the competition that two teams from outside the top league have got there because they've had to fight two from now to get to that position and they've earned it. So whatever two teams are, are in the hat with Celtic and ourselves, then we need to beat two teams to win the trophy. George, what are you thinking about the manager? I know you're really... Yeah, yeah, you, 16 out of 17, isn't it? They've only lost one, drawn one. Michael Beale. Yeah, yeah yes, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's getting enough backing from the fans? I, I mean, listen, the, the fans are hurting and we've just been beating a cup final after biggest rivals. Yep. Um, we had an absolute torture uh, uh, battering in that Champions League this year, Paul. Yep. Um, so we've had a bit of, we've had a bit of surrey and, and, and people are probably right in what they're saying. Have we built since we won the last league title? We probably haven't. We went a bit backwards, uh, Paul, and that's why I think, I think Mark made a point last week and it was a good point he made. 14 or 15 months is a massive 14 or 15 months for the full football club. Nobody at the board. It's a massive 14 or 15 months uh, for everybody. And that doesn't mean that, oh, well, we get to next January and we can start building again. We've got to build, bang on, mm-hmm. with this coming um, summer, get the players we need. And I think we've maybe got six, seven first-team players at Rangers now. So that's me saying we need to get four or five guys in that's got to be able to come into our team. And I honestly believe that. That's how important it is um, for the get league title next season I really believe that Michael Michael Beale's been open about that in his, in his pressers he says he needs four or five starters so that that's going to cost um, a, a few pounds so it'll be interesting to see but I, I think the next three or four months Michael Beale knows it I've said it it's so important you don't get too long he's had the January window I, th- I thought it was a good January window you maybe wanted one or two more but we all know how difficult it is in January about the summer this is where you'll, you, you'll see the, the rebuild really starting to uh, take shape. George, what are you feeling about the newcomers in the midfield? Impressed? Aye, I, I think they're class. I think they're brilliant. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I said to buy a couple of weeks ago, the boy you're asking, and yeah. um, Cantwell. Um, and I think at that time, probably Cantwell maybe looked a bit lightweight and thought it would be a bit 50 50 with him. I, I would probably, I think you've got a spine, a good team there. Yeah, Ken Martin was saying that we need a number nine. I believe that as well. But they two guys, I probably build the team around about they two guys. And if that's we can't on one side and another wing on another side, um, I, th- I think we can replace. The thing is, I think we can replace what I've got there with, for the same money. We better. That's my point. I mean, your boys Scott Wright and things like that. Um, I think we're all done it, Rangers. Now we need to get that, that next level. Um, and if that next level means got, uh, Michael Beale going down south and getting guys like Cantwell and Raskin and things like that, that's what we're going to have to do because there is players out there to be found. And do you think, George, that the market down south will give you the kind of players that will beat 
the Furuhashis, for example, you know, the Hatatis. I, I, uh, I, I honestly believe that. I honestly believe yep. we can. I mean, I think we had a, and I'm not making excuses, but we had a horrible, horrible year this year with injuries. Yeah. And people are still saying the new oven, this one comes back and that one comes back. I would probably, I'm not saying they'll never play for Razor again, but I would just couldn't mm-hmm. aim it as um, whenever they did come back, it's a bonus. Uh, your boy Tom Lawrence and guys like that, who were looking decent players. Uh, Hadji and things like that were looking like right good players for us and they've got bad injuries. Uh, now, I mean, I heard about somebody getting injured on the bus and they went up to Ross County a couple of weeks ago. We've had a horrible year this year with uh, injuries, so I wouldn't imagine that can happen next year. So if Michael Beal goes down south and gets a couple of players like Raskin and that, I think we'll do all right, Paul. I honestly believe yep. that we will do all right. Rangers fans will love that confidence and it shows you it can change. I mean, the injuries this year have been almost unprecedented. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you think of Tom Lawrence, you know, I think yeah. for four or five games, Barry really looked apart, yeah, didn't he? You thought yeah. he was in a free track of Bosman from, sure. from Derby, so you think that's a really good mm-hmm. bit of business. Um, but again, you're looking at, at building blocks for the team. So I said a couple of weeks ago, you know, Michael Beale will have to be absolutely ruthless. Absolutely ruthless. And do you think he, he will be? Yeah, well, I do. Yeah, I think Paul's job's in the line. Let's not beat about the bush. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst won a Scottish Cup, got them into the Champions League and got to European final. Within six months, he was at a job because he wasn't keeping up with Celtic. So there's no there's no room for second place at Celtic, just as there's no room for second place, sorry, at Rangers as at Celtic. So I'm thinking off the top of my head, if you want to build a title-winning team, for example, for me, I've spoken about the number nine, I would keep Alan McGregor in goals. But a real starting point would be, again, I'd want to find a better left-back than Barisic. Potentially, I'd be looking at, you know, looking at your back four. You know, looking at, can we find better than James Tatt? You've got to look, I know he's a captain. Can we find better? Do we need better than James Tatt? I think you definitely need better than Barisic. Central defensive partnership, is that the best we can possibly get? Goldstone Davis? Or can we improve on that? And then build your way um, from there. If you can find better, and that's the job of Ross Wilson, the recruitment department, to give the manager better options to give them better options because right now, um, as George has said, uh, the transfer windows have been okay. January 1 looks as if it's, it's going to be a good one for them there with Cantwell and, and, and Raskin. But in other ones, it's not been good enough. That said, I wouldn't necessarily blame the Rangers board because I know a lot of supporters do. Where, where's the backing? Where's the money? Why are we not investing more? I get it, but at some point, you, you can't just go and make up money Paul you need to find a, a way and I think the Rangers board and getting to, to stop Celtic for doing the 10 1 in 55 there's been massive investment all over the football club not just in the playing side at the training centre mm-hmm. inside Ibrox a lot of the infrastructure yeah. inside the ground and the stadium itself needed a lot of work and a lot of money put into it so uh, I get the frustration of the Rangers supporters but I'm not one of these guys that's, that will just blame everything on the board because at some point you've, you've got to cut them a bit of slack There was a few cuts spent last summer you look at Yilmaz 5 million quid Matondo 3 million Jolak 2 million so there has been a fair ben amount Davis. Ben Davis what was he 3.5 million Aye, yep. I think yep. round about that so there has been a few quid spent and obviously you've got your free transfers who'll be on decent salaries yeah. your lawns Suitors, um, but look, look, and I, I think Michael Beale's done a fine job. I, I do. You can see the way that he's wanted to play. It's been good to watch at times, no doubt about it. Sometimes it's been um, hard to watch. But listen, you can't play great every single game. I think uh, last week's performance against Hibs—that—that's the ideal situation you want to see Rangers playing that type of football, full of energy. But he needs—he does need a, a a bit of help in the the market in terms of 
money but we don't know how much is going to be available will he need to free that up he needs to cut the squad he's been open about that as well I think there's 23, 24 that, that's top heavy for me yeah. it's too many and the manager has said that it, 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 I think you're really balanced Barry but everyone knows you love Rangers you're a legend but it must hurt you when you sit and listen to hear about you know what Celtic are doing and what they've done does that make you want to win this cup even more and get it right for next year for the title? Yeah, listen, it's it's hard to watch, but listen, you, you've got to be respectful of what you're seeing in front of you. Yeah. you know, like Celtic are a very good team. The way that Postacoglu plays, the, the, his recruitment, that's the, the, the biggest thing for me. It's how well he's done in the transfer market. And he's went to markets that we, we don't know much about, certainly the Japanese market, but also he's went down to England, League One, Matt Riley. I mean... One and a half million quid, is that right, Mark? Run about that. Yeah, yeah, from MK Moy, Dons. Free transfer. Carter Vickers, yep, spent a bit of money on Jota. I never knew nothing really about Benfica. He comes, I've spent a bit of money on him. So there's players out there that can certainly play at a Rangers or Celtic. And Michael Beale, I'm sure, will be going through every single agent, every single uh, scouting department to make sure he tries to find the right people to play in the Rangers team and it's not just about getting very good players they need to have a certain mentality as well to play at Rangers George who's going to win tonight Falkirk or Air United yeah, I would, I, I've got a funny feeling that Falkirk's got a date tonight I can't hear you here I've gone no bad but I've got a funny feeling that's um, yeah, got to be Falkirk's got a date tonight almost a local team for you George listen you made some great points thanks very much for calling and we'll speak to you soon good boys cheers, cheers George. thank you the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Big Scottish Cup game tonight, of course. It's the other remaining quarter-final, Air United against Falkirk. And we should give Air a good shout-out as well because many listeners in Air and Presswick yeah. and Trin there, beautiful part of the country, are tuned in. And Andy Walker, he was... Well, we all, you guys always say what you think and he was on last week with Stephen and... No, Stephen was listening. He said, I think Air will win. As you would do if you're a former That's United. Good, Lee, Lee Bullen's built a really good team. Ah, hasn't he? You know, yeah. so, strikers. Falkirk yeah. need to be bang on it yeah. to, to win, but I've just got a wee sneaky for, uh, for Falkirk. In the league above them, of course, to be fair to yeah. Air United as well. And they've yeah. been up near the top. Big weekend for Queen's Park. They got the win. Morton, Partick Thistle. No, no. No, no. So, uh, yep. All to play for. Some great stuff. I think about what Barry said a couple of years ago when we started this programme. There's a lot of great football in Scotland, isn't there? And, you know, the league's they can be tight I know in England they say oh there's only two two teams but it's a bit special some of the, the divisions we've got and some of the, the contests look at Dunfermline against Falkirk just over a week ago yeah, 8,600 yeah incredible third, third division really yeah. division one yeah no we do we've, we've yeah. got a good you know we've got our limitations I think um, uh, the hierarchy and at Hamden could do better to to promote it get better television deals etc etc but you know however across the board I wouldn't be Overly critical, but you know, I, I think we've got something to be uh, to be proud of. There's a new marketing initiative, isn't there? I saw that, Paul. I yeah. must say, I found it like business speak. You know, you know, I've worked a bit in business as well. Yeah. I found it very business speak, rather than actually saying, "Boom, here's what we're doing." Um, I don't know if you saw it, Mark, and yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I did. It just sounded a bit like a exercise, and yeah, look, it's it, it's about getting the right yeah. person. And, you know, I've had some good people in that role. They've decided, you know, to to amalgamate it and and, and turn it into the one. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure how it'll work though for example mm -hmm. if that person you know, gets such a deal for the, for, for a, a sponsorship of, of, of the leagues but maybe not as good for the Scottish Cup whatever. but 
go and find a sponsor of the Scottish Cup we're talking about the potential of a Celtic Rangers semi-final or a Celtic Rangers final on June the 3rd and we do not have a sponsor of a national trophy one of the, the oldest trophies competitions in world football and we do not have a sponsor I, I think it's it's pretty embarrassing to be perfectly honest Paul. and look at the stories on the way for example the magic of the cup Darvo winning against Aberdeen yeah. is Barry Ferguson are you listening young Ferguson at the back of the class because this is what it sounds like this is what the SFA were saying um, a new approach <laughs> endorsed by the governing body to harness the storytelling and the customer experience of Scottish football as well as um, harmonising data points and commercial performance Barry, <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I was? Your uh, thoughts. Mark, Mark was just saying about our Scottish Cup, one of the oldest yeah. trophies oh. in football, famous, and we've not got a sponsor. I just, um, I don't know what you say. That just baffles me um, how we cannot get a sponsor. Because as you say, there's been some brilliant stories mm. this season. There's an opportunity for a League One team and an opportunity for a Championship team getting to Hamden in the semi-final. Um, it always throws up some crazy results but it's a brilliant trophy and it's a trophy that listen if you ask any player that's involved in professional football it was always one trophy you were desperate to win and as a young kid watching your teams go up there and, and lift it you wanted to do that and for it not to have a sponsor I cannot believe it it's a showpiece occasion of Scottish football the Scottish it's the last game of the season Barry's held it up five times we had tenants, we had William Hill, fantastic sponsors, they get great coverage of it, great storytelling, drama. Is that laziness in not having a sponsor? What, I, what exactly I don't know is what it? it is. I don't know what it is, Barry. But what I do know it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it is not good enough that our major competition the showpiece during the third, somebody's walking away as a as a champion, going on their summer holidays, somebody's walking away dejected, but it, it's a great day. You always, regardless look back the last God knows how many finals it's a sellout every time every seat when, when Gretna was there Falkett have been in the Scottish Cup for you played against them you played against mm-hmm. Queen of South in the final mm-hmm. Inverness uh, have won it yeah. you know Ross County have been in the Scottish Cup final and United you know you, you, you think of all the great stories all the different subplots I, I just I, you know see when somebody mentions the Scottish Cup it just puts a smile on you always smile yeah, I see you I, I do yeah. and for it not to have a sponsor I, I don't know man Honestly. It's like when you walk into the office here, you always smile, Barry. You just yeah. love it in here, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Breaking news, is this? No, I was just going to say yeah. it as well. And, and, and today is the 150th anniversary of the, of the SFA. It is. You know, we've got a Scotland England yeah. game coming up in September, which is great. You know, really yeah. look forward to that. It whets the appetite. But here we are in the 150th year of the SFA, of their own competition, and we don't have a sponsor for it. You're better than that, aren't you? And I'm sure they're working hard. Yeah, but they need to. We need to be better, for sure. There's been so much this yeah, year. Yeah, they're struggling, get a bit of yeah. help. Exactly. Well, that's what they're People trying to do with the marketing help. initiative. People that yeah, love sure. Scottish football, I'm yeah. sure, would give their time to go and help them get a sponsor. And I'm sure they do mean well, and let's hope it works, mm-hmm. but cut out all the business chat like that, all the kind of test people. Data's really important, but you don't have to tell it. Let's get on, let's get a sponsor. Could you sort it, Mark, by uh, cup final day? Imagine somebody came in, it used to happen. They used yeah. to get sponsors in for the final in the League yeah. Cup and all that. Surely they can do it in 2023. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it, you know, should, the, it shouldn't be yeah, difficult, Paul. Sure. What about Inverness? They're through. Queen's Park, remember, were through, and then because of the mistake that was made, mm. 
um, with the Ewan Henderson fielding but for Inverness your two pals Billy Dodds yeah, up against Derek and they thoroughly deserved it they got off to a bad start as yeah. well with Kilmarnock so getting it. that early goal but yeah. I've got to be honest with you I thought after they conceded that goal Inverness mm. Cali were the better team no doubt about it deserved to go through Dell will be he'll be fuming yeah because um, that's one that he would have expected his team to get through into the semi-final a bit of a payday that would have maybe went into his budget but the flip side that Inverness as well I've seen a story last week they're struggling a wee bit yeah. Yeah. so to get to the, the semi-final at Hamden I'm sure that'll be a few quid um, to help them out Massive for them Have you been on to anyone at the, at, about the draw in the last half hour? I saw you on your phone during the break <laughs> you can sort you're Barry <laughs> Ferguson you. the Hall of Fame you'll be sorting it out uh, Listen Rangers and Celtic yeah. I'll be meeting in the final. There you go. Right, that's Barry's <laughs> prediction. Let's hear well, some great goals. I hope that's wrong. By <laughs> and, indeed, I know the conspiracy theories will be. They're all. It's all. It's all sorted. Barry is in charge. Right. What about the goals of the weekend? The lunchtime game. Hearts against Celtic. The quality of Celtic's three goals. The quality of our goals uh, recently has been uh, outstanding. And um, yeah, you know, I think you know, we're obviously. The lads have got a lot of confidence at the moment, which um, you can see that, but also a lot of belief in what we do. No prizes, who he's talking about now, his star striker. And again, he, he's had a massive shift this week. You know, you can't underestimate the workload he's put in leading the line all week, but, you know, he was still running, you know, today. You could see he was really fatigued towards the end of it, but, um, you know, he, he's getting rewarded for for the hard work he's putting in and, and the quality he possesses and um, yeah, his teammates appreciate him and uh, I think he appreciates playing in this team so you know from our perspective he, you know, every time he plays I think he's a goal threat so um, you know, I'm sure there's more goals to come. And Rob tried on via play. Would he talk about a treble? How many times? How many times? And how many different ways have you asked that question? Um, you no, know, well it's true. It's creative of you. I've got to give you that. Um, we got Hibs next week, mate. That's that's where our focus is, and um, it's worked well for us to do it that way. And and it's not throwaway lines. It's I think you have to be that way. And I, and I get it. I mean, I spoke about it before the game. You know, there's you know football in Scotland is uh, is very much a cauldron. Everyone there isn't a person you know who lives here who's not hasn't got an interest or some skin in the game. So there's always a lot of noise, um, a lot of talk. You've heard a lot of talk. Um, you know, our role within that is to try and stay really disciplined and, and focus on what's important to us. And, uh, you know, the lads have embraced that. You know, they understand that, that you take your eye off the ball and, you know, you, you're going to trip up. So we won't, we never look beyond the next challenge, not because it's a cliche, but because we know that that's the only way we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. Barry, you can't take your eye off them. And what about Kyogo? Yeah, what, what, what I find, but just listening to Poster yeah. Cogler, that that's the way you've got to be. Look, Stephen asked me the question, when I was playing, was it a, a, a topic at lunch or whatever? It did get mentioned, but you had to just put it to sleep and you, you have to take it. It's the, the old cliche, one game at a time. See if you, you start thinking ahead, it just comes back and, and bites you. And I, I would hazard a guess he'll be like that. He'll be just drumming into them and that's the way you should be. You should be focused on um, just what's in front, the next game in front of you because I was a big believer and you start thinking about oh it'd be great to win a treble what we're going to do how we're going to celebrate it that's when it comes back and smashes you in the face but in terms of Kyogo what a find he's been and he, again you can talk about his qualities his goals it's, the wee man's work rate just I don't know he's Philly Beans isn't he smart he's, he's, he's just yeah. non-stop and he's one of the guys again I'll go on about it I love to play with players like that yeah. we had a player like that like 
I know he plays through the middle. Neil McCann played in the left nas, but he was he was just a buzz bomb. Mm. Back helped me his team when he was further up the pitch and, and they players you appreciate they players. I he's, he's top draw. I mean he's that wee movement, just that wee two yards to get to the front post to get in the end of the, the cross. Um on Saturday afternoon, the goal that kills the game just before um half time. Uh, you know, those two quotes there from, from Postacoglu about him. Um he appreciates this team and his teammates appreciate him. I mean, that's like, that must be perfect for a head coach if you've got that. Uh, he's low maintenance. I've never ever, I've genuinely, he's been here about 18 months now. I've never heard one bit of negativity, one bad word said against him, either as a player, as a person, professionalism. So you talk about the full package in terms of what we can get in Scottish football. He is as close to the full package as you'll get in terms of realistic players that can come and play in Scottish football. He's absolutely outstanding. He's an absolute pest as well. I'm talking about on the on the pitch, yep. centre backs and full backs and holding midfielders. I absolute hate playing against them. You, you see him, he goes, say a centre back rolls it back to the goalkeeper, he sprints to the centre back to the goalkeeper out to the opposite centre back or a full back he's just constantly um, running his, his fitness levels are an absolute joke let's be honest with you mm-hmm. they're, they're sky high it's like the the penalty last week at St Mirren doesn't he give up and now a lot of players are just stopped yep. and thinking that the sure. pass back will be routine they'll take play he never gets hauled back St Mirren down to 10 men boom game on Celtic mm-hmm. 1 if any young striker is like into football whether he's a Celtic fan or no just go and watch his, his movement and his work rate the challenge for Rangers, how much did they pay? Celtic paid for Kyogo to forty four. I, th- four I, think, I think around about right. four Matt. Four was million. It four? Yeah. I think round I think yeah. round about okay. the four for him, yeah. But for four million to get a player with what, twenty six, twenty seven goals already. I might be was it sorry, was it less? Uh, we'll I tell thought you it was for about sure. four. Yeah. But that is the challenge. So we'll talk about that after the news, which is coming up shortly. Unluckiest man at Tynecastle was it the the Jambo, the fan who got the ball straight back and created the goal. I, I'd missed it, but apparently nodded the ball straight back. Celtic uh, get the play and Kyogo scores. That just, but did you see it? I didn't no, I see it. Oh, it's in the papers no. uh, today. Just so your distinguished colleagues uh, in journalism <laughs> are there. News is next. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Monday night, the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Mark Guidi, lots of calls coming in, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. And also we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Barry, did you have a good weekend? Yeah, had a good weekend. Watched, uh, watched the, the football, yeah. uh, went out for a, a bite eat. Uh, and a couple of shared bits Paul so yeah but had a good weekend Mark we missed you on Friday although Stephen McGinn was brilliant wasn't he but uh, <laughs> you knew that was coming what about your own weekend yeah good, yeah, good yeah. Paul yeah nice uh, nice weekend <laughs> yeah. nothing straight back into nothing, the football nothing yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary, just a, a nice, just a nice weekend. Yeah, picked up in all the football. So Inverness through two one against Kelly. Kilmarnock fans, 
what you're thinking. It's, uh, well, the league's second bottom, Barry. It's a worry for Kelly out of the cup as well. Yeah, um, now they, they'll, they'll concentrate on just making sure they, they try and keep in the, the Premier League. I, I did say that I do believe that they will um, keep them up. I, I just worry about Dun United. I think it's um, it's going to be tougher for Jim um, up there. I, I think their home form, um, I'll keep them in the league. Their away form is obviously a concern. I think two points in the league. But listen, they had a great result previous to that at Tana Dice to get into the, the quarter-final against Cali. But when I was watching the game on Friday night, there was no doubt that the better team uh, went through uh, into the semi-final. Hearts went through then on... Sorry, Celtic went through 3-0 Celtic against the Hearts. Hearts were hoping to get to a semi-final. They're in third position in the league. Going to talk about that because Aberdeen Graham Shinney, he's saying Hearts and Hibs beware. The Dons could be chasing a European place and so they should we'll speak about that shortly Callum McGregor has fired a warning to Celtic's rivals he insists the team aren't the finished article yet more to come uh, Alan Smith former Arsenal star has claimed Kieran Tierney will be frustrated about the lack of game time stating the obvious he must be and could look to seal a transfer away from the club in the summer would that surprise you? No I, I, I think uh, look I don't know him personally but he strikes me as a character that He'll not be happy to sit about yeah. on the bench. I think he's too good to sit on the bench, I'll be honest with you. Arteta prefers uh, a certain uh, certain players uh, in that position. So I, I can see Kieran Tierney um, leaving the summer. And listen, don't be surprised if there's, there'll be a number of clubs interested. And, and I think we had it written down here. I'm talking about 30 million quid. I think that's an absolute snip, if I'm being honest with you. I know he said some injury issues. But for me, I still think he's a top player, Kieran Tierney. Mark, tomorrow yeah. we get the international. Sorry, thinking of international, he's one of our key players, mm -hmm. maybe our best defender. Um, I see the goalkeeping position is in sharp focus, so we'll get the squad tomorrow. Do you expect the Norwich City keeper to be in there, Angus Gunn? Yeah, I mean, I know there was certainly, uh, there's been uh, moves made, uh, and I believe there's been a deal struck. And I think uh, Alec McLeish tried to get uh, Angus Gunn to come on board. Um, three four years ago, and, and his preference was to to, to see if uh, the English door uh, was open for him. Obviously, Brian Gunny's dad was big Alex uh, teammate, but Angus was born there, so I get all that. Mm. And if there's an opportunity there, then yeah, you've got to go and explore uh, all options. Would David Marshall be asked if he wants to come out of the time of the hills? I can get if you're going to ask David Marshall. I get it because he's got the experience. On the other hand, maybe it's just time yeah. to go and find a new number one and, and I hope that Craig Gordon comes back etc etc now whether it's Angus Gunn or Xander Clark or Liam Kelly or John McLaughlin I don't know however it's going to be but maybe the time is just right to go because of can I got the safety net of having a playoff place for this campaign yeah. um, so maybe that's Steve Clark's thing rather than going back the way and asking David Marshall to come and do his turn just give the gloves to Sunday and go and let them crack on Mark Spawn um, I, I think you've got to think ahead um, look, David Marshall, brilliant for Scotland. He's retired, and there was talk about Griggsy. He's retired. Craig Gordon's injured. Hopefully, he comes back for that. But we've got to look for somebody to replace Craig Gordon yeah. in the end. Craig's not going to go on for another two or three years. Look, I may be wrong. He might go on for another two or three years. But for me, I think we've got to start looking ahead. And for me, at the moment in time, I know Angus Gunn is getting obviously bandied about. He's mm -hmm. going to get called up because he had a few meetings with Stevie Clark. You've got Liam Kelly, but for me, I think Xander Clark deserves an opportunity. He's come in and he's replaced Craig Gordon and I think he's done pretty well and I think he's deserved to, 
You go and take that number one jersey and see how he performs. Mark, you think it'd be Xander Clark, Liam Kelly and Angus Gunn tomorrow? Is that what you expect, the three keepers? I think Xander Clark and Angus Gunn for sure, John McLaughlin or, or Liam okay. Kelly. Um, but I agree with Barry. I would give the gloves to Xander Thank Clark you. for the double header against Cyprus and Spain. OK, what do you think? Give us a call if you fancy 0808 17 17 700. Some of the headlines today, well, for Rangers fans, it's about Morelos. Looks as though he's on the way to La Liga. It's not the Seville or the Sevilla of a few years ago. They are struggling, although they had a win yesterday. He's not gone yet. No, he's trained all week. I just decided to go with the two forwards that played so well on Wednesday. Um, so, no, we've not discussed it. I've not seen any change in him. Uh, obviously, he's been free to speak to whichever club he likes for... A good while now. We're into March, so uh, uh, he's had he's had that, but we, we haven't spoke about it. And uh, yeah, but I don't. I, I'm not sure that's the case. And if it is, we'll find that in the coming days. My focus has been on the game. So he had a cameo appearance yesterday. Maybe his farewell. The manager Michael Beale spoke about the tactics of Wraith Rovers. Well, yeah, because they they were really deep, and then and and I can't uh, choose the how the other team approach the game. We can only change, you know, face the, the problems that are put in front of us. You know, in midweek, Hibs come and tried to take us on head, head on and left spaces and we were really ruthless. And Rafe tried a different tactic today of trying to be really compact in the game. And we still got into really good areas where I'm expecting us to do slightly better. But also, you know, the way they played the game, we had to see it out professionally and we did that in the end. Barry? Yeah, I think Ian Murray got his... Tactics virtually spot on. They lost that goal just before half time. Look, they were really deep. They were camped in their 18 yard line, 10 men behind the ball. But I, I think that was to frustrate Rangers. And they nearly got there. And obviously, a set piece, great delivery in and, and corner goals and getting that goal. But that's what you would expect. Listen, I have no problem with Ian Murray coming and, and doing sure. that. And there's a certain way that he thought he could go about it. And they nearly got there in the end. I, I think if they got to half time, it may have been a different story. A bit of panic might have set in, but I thought when Rangers got that goal, Wraith then had to at least come out a wee bit more in the second half and that played into Rangers' hands. And you've done that as a manager, tackling the old firm. Yeah, and so, I played against yeah. it virtually every single week right. at Ibrox. Yeah. Um, teams coming and, and you've got to move the ball quick. You've got to move the team about. And that, that's probably one thing that Rangers didn't do enough of. Um, a bit pedestrian at times. But look, they had the vast majority of possession. Look, the, deserve to get through no doubt in my mind about that just you've seen them play better but the most important thing I'll go back to Paul is you're in the hat for the draw of the night yeah. uh, you saw some faces come back at the weekend coming on for part of the game let's start with Yilmaz yeah well he played 45 minutes on Tuesday and then on Friday we brought the B team over and we played another 30 minutes so it got him 75 he got another 30 today so he's got Good minutes in his legs this week. He's found this week challenging and difficult. So is John Souter as well, because obviously you've, they've gone from hardly anything to getting quite significant minutes. And moving forward, we, um, we'll, we'll hopefully see him fully fit now and he can start his Rangers career really, because obviously he's been stop-start. Borna Barisic's wife is uh, he's expecting in the next few days. So who knows, there might be an opportunity for him sooner rather than later to go in and start. Mark, on Yilmaz, first of all. Yeah, I mean, Yilmaz and John Suter have been mentioning yeah. them. Just to say, you know, first and foremost, really good to see them back playing football because, you know, you know, that's what they want to do. That's what they paid to do. That's what they love. They've both joined Rangers in the summer and both basically for, for um, uh, injuries. I've not been able to go and do that. I've not been able to impose themselves, show what they're all about. Um, you know, I, I do kind of feel for, 
for Yilmaz because he's been like criticised. No, he's a waste of money at four million quid. We've not really had a chance to judge him. And I, I thought it was a wee spell. I can't remember exactly when it was, Barry, but he came into the game for two or three, and the team for two or three. He thought, what? He's got a wee bit about him, you know, getting up Champions and down. And and Aye, yeah, you thought, you know what? There's, there's, there's something there. So, look, you hope that he, I mean, I said half an hour ago, I'd be trying to find better than Borna Barisic if you're going to build a title winning team for next season. Maybe the answer's there in Yilmaz. I don't know. I don't think many of us will know because we've not had a chance um, to see him. So, from that point of view, um, he's been criticised and I think it's a wee bit unfair in the guy because he's been injured and for John Souter good luck to him as well he's Scottish he played a big part in the national team um, getting us to the to the, the Nations League playoff and he's an asset to Rangers there's no doubt but he needs he, he needs to be fit and I hope he can now go on a go on a run Barry what about Mark's point earlier when he said Barisic you need someone else for next season or someone to challenge him replacement yeah. could be there do you think um, it will be do you think it will be Yomas? yeah I, I, again Mark's right there has been a bit of criticism against the young man because of the size of the transfer fee but he's just not played enough and listen he got a serious injury I mean it was over three months he was out with that hamstring injury he said as uh, Michael Beale says there he's played a couple of B team games behind closed doors as well he's obviously got a part of the game yesterday you can see signs he's, he's pretty athletic he's up and down good energy about him but again I I can't judge him because I've not seen enough of him but you could see that there is that there is potentially a, a right good fullback there but he just needs to play more games And what about the right back position with the captain James Tavernier? I think you've always yeah. got to be looking it doesn't matter if you're the captain doesn't matter if you're the best player you've always looked at, looking to improve and, and have challenges and have competition for places that's what successful teams that's how they win things because there's competition and they need competition for places all over the pitch. And Nathan Patterson provided that, you know, a couple of seasons ago. Are any of the younger ones going to be able to challenge for that? Adam well, Young Devine came in yeah. and done really well a few months back, but, but we've not seen too much of him. Um, but yeah, but I think you've got to have two players for each position. For sure. And up front, just before the news, we talked about Kyogo and it was around four million. That kind of money, that's Rangers money, isn't it? They could pay that for a striker. Yeah, we're, we're talking, listen, we're speculating in terms of what budget. We gave a round figure, say £10 million you've got to spend, and this is the, the argument me and Matt were, were having with, with some callers. Yes. Probably two and a half, three, that would have been on a goalkeeper. You've got a goalkeeper there for could easily play another season. Fire that towards a number nine, because listen, they don't just grow and treat. They're hard to find number nines, and top number nines don't come out of contract. They'll need to be somebody in contract, so they'll need to go and pay a few quid, and that's when they can shuffle some of the budget about. We giving Alan McGregor another um, year's extension. Do you think he will stay? Is he feeling the love now at Rangers again, Alan McGregor? Yeah, I can, he still get that fiery bit about him, so that tells me that he's he's still um, he's still got it. Look, his qualities are there, yeah. and he's shown it over the last few weeks. He's pulled off some excellent saves. You, you look with obviously the age. Can he, is he still sharp? Listen, he's still sharp as attack to me. Um, he's still got that, as I said, he's a he's a massive character as well. You've seen even bits yesterday where he's trying to get the team fired up a wee bit and not just taking a top quality goalkeeper out of the team, you're taking a big character who demands from teammates. Um, mm. So for me, look, it's a big argument amongst a lot of Rangers fans. I'm just giving you my honest mm. opinion I think he'll struggle to get a better goalkeeper. Mark, former yeah. keeper yourself. I, no, yeah. generally 100%. He's a champion. 
He's won titles. He knows what Rangers is about. He knows the mentality that's going to be required. Michael Beale is going to need senior pros to run his dressing room and make sure the five, six or seven new guys that come in are schooled in what it's about very quickly. Because remember, Paul, within two or three weeks of training, Rangers are going to Champions League qualifier. I'm taking it for granted Rangers are only going to win the league. So you're going to Champions League qualifiers. So right away, there's 30 million quid riding in the first six weeks of the season. That's massive pressure. Massive pressure. And if you don't get through that, you're in a downer. You know, mentally it hits you, puts you in a bit of a bit. If you get through it, you should be riding the, the, the crest of a wave. Um, and that may well give Michael Beale some extra funds in the final week of the, the window. Yeah. So, anyway, to answer the original point, I keep on Look, you can see he saves. He's a communicator, he's a talker, he's a shouter, keep boys in the, on their toes. And it doesn't matter the fact that he's 41. Is anybody complaining? about Craig Gordon being Scotland's goalkeeper anybody complaining about Craig Gordon being, Scott, being Hart's goalkeeper no so age is a number but when it comes to that the bottom line is he's pulling off saves every week he's the best goalkeeper at the club and I think they'd be hard pushed to find a, a better one than him uh, in time for uh, July and across the city of course young Joe Hart he's only 35 in great form as you both said at the weekend the manager paid tribute to the former England number one yeah yeah I mean you know that's he's, he's a top quality keeper and um, as you said I know it seems like he doesn't have a lot to do but it's still a very important part of our structure with the way we, we start the build up of the game you know even on Wednesday night he had to you know leave his penalty area a couple of times and sweep and, and he does those things with real sort of efficiency but Obviously, goalkeepers, you know, sometimes it's the saves that, that give them the prominence and it was a great save today when we needed it. And, uh, you know, it's probably this, the only part of the game, small part of the game, where they got a little bit of traction in it, But um, which we knew would happen. I mean, you, you come to Tyne Castle, they're going to create at least a couple of opportunities. But, again, I thought the boys were really strong when we needed to be defensively. Barry, do you think anyone down at the stadium in London, Antonio Conte, occasionally thinks, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have let him go to be at least one of the two keepers? Obviously, Fraser Foster now is getting his chance. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, you'll never ask on himself, but it says when, when Celtic were signing him, or there was talk of signing him, listen, they're getting a top-class goalkeeper. He's made a few mistakes with the ball at his feet. Is it Joe's biggest strength? No, it's not. I think if you asked Joe, he would be open and honest about that. But you, listen, look at some of the saves he's pulled off. And a lot of the Celtic fans don't really fancy him, which... Mm. Um, Kind of baffles me a wee bit because for me, he, he, again, he's not just a top-class goalkeeper. He's a presence. He's a character. I, I think what you've what you've got to be mindful of, Paul, whether you're you know, a Celtic supporter or a Rangers supporter, we're talking about the goalkeepers. Okay, so someone would say, Alan McGregor, he's not as agile as he was. He doesn't command his box. I think the Rangers manager, Michael Beals, alluded to that in a couple of games where he, he put in John McLaughlin because he thought he might be more... Uh, more accomplished coming off his line dealing with cross well, actually backfired because he lost two, two howlers for cross balls so therefore again you look at Joe Hart okay, you pick a weakness in his game ball at his feet for sure that's his weakness but you're not going to get the perfect goalkeeper if they did let's be honest, they're not coming to play here you know Ederson and Allison, and if you want to compare the, they're not coming up here they're, they're playing at the top clubs they cost 50 million quid and they earn 100 grand a week for a reason so you've got to get it into your mind you have to do what's, that's why I said about Kyogo in terms of real, realism he is as good as you'll ever get the full package of what we can attract to Scottish football within Celtic's budget I think it's the same right now 
with the, with the, the goalkeeper at Celtic and the goalkeeper at Rangers especially at Rangers there's bigger problems to go and tackle Alan McGregor isn't your biggest problem there's bigger problems to go and uh, solve I think the Rangers fans are coming round to that and I think it sounds as though he is getting that the love that I mentioned a moment ago because he wasn't happy not being the number one at the start of the season under GVB No uh, and I said that he wouldn't make a big drama yet drama of it he would be in the dressing room he uh, wouldn't be happy you know what I mean and, and he would make that known in a, a certain way but I tell you one thing he would go out there and, and train like an absolute beast he would be doing extra that's just his, his mindset and he's, he's back into the back into the team and, and for me it's, it's a no-brainer to keep on me I mean I watch every single Rangers game and I, again it's like we were talking about Joe Hart if you say what's one of his things he maybe struggles at times the ball at his feet they say about Alan McGregor coming out for cross balls going look how many games he's won for Rangers how many saves he pulls off so for me Alan McGregor stays The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go It's all kicking off in here we've actually got a Rangers legends grandson in here Barry as you know Cammy you met earlier on he's the grandson of the late great Tam Forsyth who scored the winning goal and I think it was the 73 Cup final big Tam Forsyth a real gentleman yeah, it was hard yeah. as nails but yeah. as well I was <laughs> I yeah. yeah I met him on quite a few occasions yeah. um, not just in the Ibrooks, but I met him down um, in the garden centres uh, down Clyde Valley yeah. a few times as well when I was in for a cup of tea and a scone brilliant he was some bowler as well but you'll remember him Mark as a yeah, young reporter yeah. big time big jaws as they called him yeah, yeah it was he was a ferocious but talented defender and by the way a, a really good number two for Tommy McLean you look at the success that Tommy had um, at Motherwell and at Hearts and you know Tam played a, a big uh, big big part in that that's right the cup win as well 1991 yeah, yeah. great partner you think a wee Tommy yeah. big Tommy you think but uh, what, a, what a really good partnership and management they were Great, and I know your brother Derek had great regard for him as well. Yeah, but, but loads of people did, and yep. Rangers fans especially. But yeah, he's he's one guy that I would never have liked to get on the, the wrong side <laughs> of him. That's for sure. <laughs> and he's got Cam, he's, yep. he's he's height. Eh? What is he he's has, Cam, he? about yeah. six foot four. Uh, he's a big boy, big, big lad, boy, yeah. Yeah. big Harry Handsome, great interest and yep. in sound big as well. Feet. So yeah, indeed he is. So he's in here uh, this evening helping out James, our executive producer, and with all the stuff he has. <laughs> Do you know it's been very slick tonight? I think it's because of Cammy. Yeah, just don't want to hear him on air and that'll be it all over. It's been a good run for me. What are you thinking? Not about that. What about Man United? They're not appealing Casemiro's red card during the draw with Southampton. Two it's red cards in a month. Yeah, no question. He's caught him in the shin. Um, he, his foot's actually hit off the ball, but it's the, the aftermath. He, he's, he's definitely caught him on the shin. And for me, it's a, a definite red card. He got there as quickly as he could. Yeah, Ross King's tuned in at the moment. Ross on the red carpet or the blue carpet last night at the Vanity Fair, Mark, at the yeah, Oscars, doing an Oscars. absolutely brilliant job. Ah, cream, carpet. Year after year. cream carpet. Was it a cream? Yeah. Uh, and it was a blue one at the. Uh, but I, just, I don't care what colour it was before we start that argument. And uh, the guy, um, Matt Smith, you know, the former. Doctor, Doctor Who, who? being interviewed in the BBC and Matt goes oh Ross I love you in the breakfast show with Lorraine <laughs> <laughs> live on the BBC channel. yeah uh, so, uh, does some job Ross great we well, tuned in at the moment in the Hollywood Hills after all that last night James you were over right. there no longer yeah, yeah a wee while ago yep yeah, good time so thoroughly enjoyed it <laughs> during the World Cup break any plans to go back so I hope so once the 
Yeah, in, indeed. You go to a free Perm- party. Do you want me to go permanently? No, it was quite quiet. Any more questions? Is this a media conference? <laughs> you two, Mark Guidi and Barry Ferguson. It brings us to the international game, Cyprus and Spain coming up. We talked earlier about the goalkeeping position. Barry, who would you... What about up front? You know, we, we're not, we don't have that many strikers at the well, moment. Well, Lyndon Dykes is obviously out yep. through... Uh, illness hopefully he gets back pretty soon because I do think he's an important member of the Scotland squad um, she Adams. Adams yeah but I think he's back fit now mm-hmm. for Southampton I think you've got to be looking at uh, Lawrence Shanklin's got to be in there I know he's got an injury he's, he's missed the last couple of games for Hearts hopefully that's not long term because I think he'll be in the squad Kevin Nisbet's not been playing much perhaps he had a niggly injury he's been coming off the, the bench yeah, but we're, we're, we're pretty light depending on how Shanklin is. Um, so for me, it's if they're all fit, the three go in. That, that's the three centre forwards for me. Mark? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think Lorne Shanklin would, would need to get a game for Hearts uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as well, from Hearts' point of view, they don't want him to go away if he's not been playing. They don't want him to, to get him ready because they've got a. You know, a big couple of months up as well, mm-hmm. you know, making sure they cement third place, etc. etc. 21 goals, as you know, second yeah. top scorer. Yeah, and, and you know, so um, I think all things being equal, Lawrence Shanklin will be in the squad tomorrow. I think she, she Adams leads the line regardless. I think he deserves that. Um, you know, he's been playing a struggling Southampton team, but you see him in, in match today and a Saturday night, and he's still popping up, you know, leads it well. Getting into, I just. He, He's a wee bit more clinical, but what he does do, he gets his hand into brilliant positions. Mm. Sometimes, you know, he's maybe looks a wee bit anxious in front of goal, but then you look at some of the other goals he scored. So put it this way, he's the best that we've got available. I would start with him um, against Cyprus. It was one or two talking about Ryan Hardy at Plymouth, who's oh, been banging him in um, mm. in League One, uh, etc. But I would, I would go certainly go with Shea Adams. Lon Shanklin's fit. Go with him. Right now, I'd go with him ahead of, of of Kevin Nisbet. But if Kevin Nisbet shows his fitness as well. Why not throw the two? Why not throw the two of them in? I, I think a def a definite if he was a uh, sorry fit was Ross Stewart at Sunderland. He's out for yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah. He would have been for me. He's another top season for for Sunderland, but just unfortunately he's he's out for the the rest of the season. We have been unlucky, haven't we? In that position, people just not fit enough. Mm. And actually, when you put them all together, Ross Stewart, we've actually got some. I decent, tell you what, yeah. I mean, every time obviously you you've got the the championship on. Mm. on Sky and watched Sunderland three or four mm. times this season and when he played he, mm. I tell you he's um, he's decent and I liked him at Ross County yes I've got to be honest with you I think it was one game at, at Celtic Park um, before he moved uh, down south and he was exceptional leading the line himself but he's went down to the championship I think he went down there in League One didn't he uh-huh. got yep. promoted free transfer what a signing for Sunderland Yep, and he's been uh, what a sign he's been for Sunderland, and and uh, I wasn't surprised to see uh, over the the January window there was a number of clubs um, interested in him, and he gets back fit. I think he'll get another move. And they've missed him, haven't they? The last yep. few weeks for yeah. sure. Yeah. Right back to Celtic after the weekend. Here's Ange Postecoglou speaking about well, somebody that appeared internationally in the World Cup, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Yeah, in the gifts. Oh, gifts. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, sorry, mate. The lingo has got me. Um, yeah, no, yeah, great for him to get his goal. And again, he's 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 such an um, enormous contributor for us in terms of it's not easy to play as a defender in our team because you need to do a lot of one-on-one defending and he's just, mate, he's just so strong. He just doesn't get beaten in any duels and, and he's just so calm. And I think that gives confidence to the guys around him. I mean, it's a reason I sort of gave him the armband when Cal was out that... 
he doesn't say much, to be fair. He's pretty quiet. Um, but he goes about his business in a way that I think, you know, gives others belief and confidence around him. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good to get a goal and, uh, you know, no gifts. Another one. What a find. Yeah, Paul, you know, I, I said a few, on here a few weeks ago that, um, you know, he's a, he's a hell of a part of what they play, of how they play, how successful they've been. I think he's the best defender in the league uh, by a distance. I'd also say as well, we're talking about comparisons to, to Brendan Rodgers' team and Ange Postacoglu's team uh, tonight. Um, I think one you know defender that Celtic supporters always talk about and what he's going on to achieve is, is Virgil van Dijk, getting the move to Southampton, then the move to, to, to Liverpool. Um, if memory, my, my own memory, my own recollections of van Dijk, when he played for Celtic, mm-hmm. not what he has become, when he played for Celtic 10 years ago, I think Carter Vickers is better just now in terms of where he's at as to what Van Dijk was at 10 years ago. Now, there's no doubt Van Dijk is a better defender, more accomplished what he's achieved. But looking back, if you're judging at similar times in their career, if you're offering me a pick, I would take Carter Vickers ahead of Van Dijk. Wow. That's a big shout. Yeah. That is a major shout. Barry, what do you think on that? Of Carter Vickers? Yeah, well, of, of that question. If Mark said, at the stage of their career just now, yeah. Carter yeah. Vickers... I, I just thought when yeah. Van Dyke was up, up here, it looked too easy mm-hmm. to Van Dyke. Part of his style, though, isn't it? The way Yeah, he, he's very... And, and there was no Rangers, actually, at that time, mm-hmm. either. Yeah, but I'm still saying it's a big show. <laughs> no, 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 listen, I know it's a, a probably... Yeah. You, know, you, you could toss it, probably Van Dyke. Look, I'm not doubt Van Dyke's a lot, lot, but I'm just thinking of, of, of where he is... Like, what a partnership would have been if you could get the two of them together but I, I would I would, mm. just looking at it and what he's contributed what he's, I, I, would, mm. you know, I would go it's with it's interesting Carter to see what Post, uh, hear what Postacoglu is saying there he, he doesn't say much but I tell mm. you what he, he does he's talking with his feet and his head put it up, yeah, obviously he, he reads the game so well he, has, he, he reads the game very well and do you know what he's, he's quite quick as well no mm. many people uh, get past him and again that was a guy who's Career, I wouldn't say Peter now, but he had been at a few loans. It never really did it. Did it work? And he's yeah. come up here last season, and uh, I thought the final six months of the season that's when he kind of grew into it and his his role. And obviously Celtic made the the, the deal permanent and uh, signed him for what six million quid. And listen, it's another real good bit of, of business because as I said, he's he holds that defence together. Yeah going to give you the Falkirk team we'll give you it now we're going to go back and hear more from Ange Postacoglu here's the team and our own Stephen McGinn of course is there Kinnear this is Falkirk Rowe Donaldson Mackay McCann McGinn Henderson Nisbet Kucherevye Morrison and Wright so that's the Falkirk starting 11 uh, we'll get the airline up in a moment or two and then we'll get the the verdict of Barry, I know we've spoken about it earlier on, and Mark. Uh, Carl Starfelt, an injury at the weekend. What's the latest? Yeah, he felt the niggle in his hip flexor in the warm-up, actually, and he, he kind of flagged it really early on in the game. But, you know, we got him through to half-time, but you could see he wasn't moving well. You know, even in the first half, he wasn't his normal self. Um, so, um, so yeah, we made the change, but I don't think it's anything significant. But, um, you know, it was good to get Yuki some some game time, and you could see his quality. You know, you know again, he's only a young man, and uh, I thought he did well when he came on. Yeah, Yuki Kobayashi came on. What did he think of him? He's a very, very good footballer. You know, you can see that he's so calm on the ball. Having a left-sided centre back is uh, is such an asset. And um, you know, but you know, again, he's only 22. So as a defender, he's still got a lot to learn. But he's again, he's he works hard every day. He works hard with 
we're fortunate we've got John Kennedy in the building who's an outstanding centre-back and he does a lot of work with John every day just to, to be ready for his opportunity. He hasn't had a lot, but he's definitely one we think can, can be a strong contributor you know, between now and the end of the year and, and beyond. Barry, what do you make of him, Kobayashi? Yeah, he looks accomplished. That, that's one thing about him. Um, he brings a bit of balance as well. A lot of people have had a, not a pop, but Starfelt, but Starfelt's played, naturally he's a right-sided um centre back but he does it he, watching the game uh, very easy on the eye very uh, calm on the ball isn't he he's um, no he looks again another very good find um, for what a couple of million quid so that that's a market where um, I would be looking at that market I would be Exactly, and that's my question for both of you. Would well, Rangers look into that market? It doesn't matter if Celtic have looked in the market. I, I, I wouldn't exactly. care less. If you're getting players of very good quality for, I'm not saying it's, it's peanuts, but you're getting players of good quality for a couple of million quid um, and they're coming over and it seems to me they settle very, very yeah. quickly. And that's coming from a, a different country. Sometimes you sign players and it takes them a while. You've got to give them that bit of breathing space. Because um, it's a different, different scenario in the west of Scotland. Let, let's be honest with you, but look, it's a market. I wouldn't care. Um, I've felt it. I've went there. Listen, it's clear to me there's very good players over in that league. Because if, if, if they settle quickly, a because of ability, but b because they're absolutely dedicated to their mm. profession. That's part of the reason. And see another thing. Quickly. I would bond the blow to Kevin Muscat. Kevin Muscat is managing over there, yeah. right? And ex Rangers player, um, right, Muskie. What, what's the ones that are standing out? Right, do you know what? We're going to have a wee, a wee gander at these players because look, it's clear to me there's good players, yeah. and uh, they've come over and they've, they've shown it. But surely Rangers are doing that, using the network of support they've got all over the world. And the ex players, yeah, they'll be looking everywhere. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's an area. Oh, sorry, it's a league that I would be tapping into. And Mark Kobayashi, as Barry said, another player that's come out of you know. No, where we didn't really know anything yeah. about him. No, I, I didn't know anything about him. But so I, I look at the, the the background to it, and um, Ange Postecoglou was 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 happy enough to release Maurice Jens, who was a more than capable yes. centre half. So he thought, no, I've got Kobayashi. Again, what what, what you look for? That, I talk about that dedication, that willingness to improve. Being a twenty-four year professional, he's working with John Kennedy. And he says, okay, so. I'm coming in here as a, as a backup centre half. Fine, that's I know my role. Carter Vickers and, and Starfield. I'm not going to dislodge Carter Vickers, but I might be able to dislodge Starfield in time. How am I going to do that? I need to work hard at my game. I need to go and improve. I need to go and bump, 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 bump. And he's willing to do that. He's not just saying, oh, "I've come off his job." He's I'm earning a few quid now. I'm playing for Celtic. I'm happy to sit in the bench. No, I want to be the number one partner to Cameron uh, Carter Vickers. That's a mindset. These guys um, have got so Barry's absolutely uh, right. Ta that's what we're talking about. You need to tap into every contact, every pal. You need to tap into the lot to go and get. Michael Beale knows it. The club know it. They need to be the champions in May 2024. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of casualties within the club. A, the manager probably won't survive. B, the supporters will go after the board big time. So they've got to get it together and tap into everything that they can. To, to go and make themselves as successful as possible over the next 15 months. Because we mentioned it earlier, our own Craig Moore, a Rangers great, and he had mentioned Moy, for example, to Rangers. Now, 
every club misses players, right? Nobody gets all right. But there's such a, such a concentration on Rangers uh, buying, purchasing and growing of players that it's it's really in the focus now, isn't it? They've got yeah. to get it right. Because if you're Douglas Park and the board, you'd be saying, come on, they're getting bargains across the city. We need to do better. Yeah, you need to be better. You need to improve in every department, on the park and off the park. The evidence is there, Paul. Rangers need to improve. What they've had the past two years, for whatever reason, hasn't been good enough. Now, part of the reason why it's not been good enough is because they're up against a juggernaut. Celtic have just found a manager whatever the circumstances they got him because Eddie Howe's the number one target who has just come in and absolutely blown the place apart in a positive way in terms of what he's done the signings that he's made the way he represents a football club how he speaks to the media how he portrays the messages to to, to to the fans everything he actually ticks every box with 10 out of 10 when you can say that about so what Rangers need to do is find a way to get as close as that to possible be together and find the very best people that you can. Look, they've started in right good form in terms of recruitment. Their first window, two players that have come in, clearly for me, have strengthened, no doubt about it. And now it'll need to, it'll need to grow four or five times that come the summer. And Cantwell getting even better for you? Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. Look, I, I've seen them play better, obviously, on Sunday. Look, Rangers weren't at their best, but I, I thought on Wednesday Cantwell was... Uh, he's deceiving. You look at him, he's... he's Got that kind of build, he looks, if you could bang him off the ball, but he showed good strength at times. Raskin is like, I wouldn't say a bull terror, but listen, he's a right good footballer. I just like him, he's always wanting to go on the ball, but right good start for Rangers recruitment-wise um, in the next three or four months. It's going to have to be even bigger and better. 0808 17 17 700, you can call tonight in the last few minutes or tomorrow night from five. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Ever been to my league? Beautiful part of the country in the northwest. We're here from the heart of Glasgow in the new Gorbals. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and Mark Weary. Some great stuff tonight. Mark was saying about Rangers overhaul this summer and even Barisic, maybe Tavernier as well, or at least to have people there challenging their position. George was on a Rangers fan saying that Michael Beale, in him, he trusts and he thinks when you think about it, only one defeat in 17 games. Ange Postacoglu, no talk of the treble at Celtic. How many times, how many times and how many different ways have you asked that question? Um, you no, know, well, it's true. It's creative of you. I've got to give you that. Um, we got Hibs next week, mate. That's that's where our focus is. And um, it's worked well for us to do it that way. And, and it's not throwaway lines. It's I think you have to be that way. And I, and I get it. I mean, I spoke about it before the game. You know, there's... You know, football in Scotland is uh, is very much a cauldron. Everyone, there isn't a person, you know, who lives here who's not hasn't got an interest or some skin in the game. So there's always a lot of noise, um, a lot of talk. You've heard a lot of talk. Um, you know, our role within that is to try and stay really disciplined and, and focus on what's important to us. And uh, you know, the lads have embraced that. You know, they understand that that you take your eye off the ball and you know you, you're going to trip up. So. We, wait, we never look beyond the next challenge, not because it's a cliche, but because we know that that's the only way we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. Business end of the season, Rangers in the Cup semi-final as well, after the win, 3-0 against Wraith Rovers. Need to pass and run a little bit more. We got into good areas, but when we get into good areas, we need people really running and the movement in the box. I like us to take more shots on from distance because that might get people up to the ball. 
we tried a lot of those things today without um, without being at our free-flowing best. I really wanted to give Nico and Todd the full 90 minutes because I think it's important for them. It's their third game in a week. We had Borna and Connor on a booking away from a suspension in the competition, so we knew we had to bring them out at some point, and it was good for Ridvan and John to get on. Uh, I thought it was a game for Scott Arfield. It was just when was I going to bring him? Once I saw the way the game was panning out, he's someone that he detaches himself from the play and just arrives in the box. He missed a chance. It was a good save, actually, just before he scored. So, um, yeah, listen, it is what it is, and we have to just keep moving to the next one. The, the team at the moment is finding a way to win consistently, which is important. And guys, and looking at the, the cup itself, the big two are probably going to meet three times in the next Six, seven, eight weeks, Barry is phenomenal. Can I give you their United team? We now have to give you the Falkirk lineup. Aidan McAdams, the big keeper, is back in action tonight. Uh, Reading, McGinty, the captain, Masonda, Houston, Ashford, McAleer, Dempsey, McKenzie, Maguire, that's Chris Maguire, and Akin Yemi, who's a terrific striker. So that's the air lineup, Barry. Yeah, he's the one that Falkirk need to keep quiet. Yeah. He's been, um, he's been probably airs best player this season so uh, look I, I think it's going to be I'm looking forward to the game I, I love watching these games and what an opportunity uh, sorry opportunity for both Falkirk and, and there to get to a semi-final at Hamden it's a massive payday for these clubs as, as yeah. well so I'm looking forward to tonight's game I mean they'll probably if you're Billy Dodds or you know in two and a half hours time if you're John McGlynn or Lee Bullen they'll be praying for the old firm to get each other in the semi-final because mm -hmm. it creates a passageway for one of their underdogs to be there um, on June the 3rd. Now, the challenge for them, Barry, is going to be their seasonal finish yeah. early May. I know. And then they've, they've, they've got a month and less than playoffs or whatever, but, you know, they, they could be Four finishing. Weeks. Yeah, so wow. that's the, the, the challenge for that. A lot of their players' contracts will probably finish in May 31st uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, so there's all wee things um, mm. uh, like that that they go into the that go into the mix um, he's and, good. All, and also see if United or Inverness get to the playoff final yep. playing the second bottom team in the SPFL Premiership I think one of the games is scheduled for Thursday wow. June the 1st sure. so that would be changed so that would need to be have moved. to be wouldn't they they'd need to move that but anyway, it's an interesting sorry, point yeah. I, I forgot about it we had that scenario when I was at Kelty going into the playoffs players contracts running down we had to extend them I think it was by two or three weeks we had to extend the contracts um, so yeah you're right certainly in the lower levels i.e. championship league one contracts would probably run out the 31st of May or even mm. before that yeah. it could run out middle of May um, I'm not 100% concrete but that's um, that's definitely going to be an issue on the socials at Go Football Show, a number of messages coming in. Here's Joe Bellish saying, I agree with Barry, Celtic are beatable and I think if Rangers can back Beal during the summer window and then a full pre-season of coaching, his philosophy, we'll see the title back at Ibrox in 2024, build around Cantwell and Raskin. Well, you've got to believe that. Yeah. You, you can't go in, if you're a Rangers fan, you can't go in and say, oh, they're, they're unbeatable because you know what, you'll, you'll just fail. Um, but I, I'm with them, I think... Certainly they two players. Um, there's other players at Rangers that I, I think will, will be important to him. But he, he knows, I, I said months ago, it is, there is major surgery needing done. Uh, and 
come the summer I, I think there's a lot of big decisions but listening to Michael Beal I don't think he's afraid to make the big decision which I think is so important Mark you also think will he be ruthless enough with players who've served Rangers really well yeah. but he can't keep them all on, on no, the books no I think, no, I think he, he's he's got to be Paul, and, he, and he will be you know he's his job's on the, on, you know, on the line you know he hasn't got to where he's got to by being uh, a yes man you know you've, you, you know You've got to be respectful. Um, but I mean, the other thing that I liked as well, I, I found interesting about his comments on Morelos yesterday, where the, the the negative bits that he highlighted in terms of he wanted more energy, wanted more out of him day to day. He said, and I've told him this to his face. So he's actually sat him down and said, listen, by the way, it could well be that, that Morelos has chapped his door and said, why is Cholak starting ahead of me? Well, here's why. Bum, bum, bum. Go and do something I like about that it. as well. I like yeah, that interview. Be, yep. Yeah, you've got to be. So it depends how that scenario's unfolded but he he knows it Paul you know he replaced a manager that won a Scottish Cup got him into the Champions League got him a European final turned Calvin Bassey into a £20 million player now he repl- that, that sort of ticks in Giovanni Ver- but he, he stumbled in four or five games didn't get a point in the Champions League which could happen to any manager any team um, and that was that, that was deemed not good enough so Michael Beale knows the size of the task that he's got and if he doesn't he up to and the starting point for him as Barry says we all know if you don't retain the Scottish Cup you're starting pre-season at the end of June a hell of a job in your hands Cammy has a question for you Barry if Morelos goes to Seville which the word is he signed a pre-contract a contractual with <laughs> <a> terrible <laughs> Sevilla I've just found it weird everyone's now goes Sevilla it's a bit like saying Paris Saint-Germain it's Seville Barry Cammy wants to know how's he going to do it's true though isn't it, it? anyway how's he going to do that's up to Morelos I think he's got everything in a locker mm. I just don't see it often enough um, and look I've had disagreements should we say no arguments yep. people have got their own opinion I just really like him but just not seen it enough and we're talking about fitness and you're in February you're in March um, I just think it's best, uh, best for both parties listen scored a hell of a lot of goals for Rangers £1 million he, he cost He's been here now, what, six years, seven it's years? Six, yeah. Sometimes, listen, you shake his hand, thanks very much, in the part of ways. Because he gave Rangers fans some special memories well, in the yeah. 55 year, and also Europe. Yeah. yeah. Top goal scorer yeah. in Europe. And in you Europe. can say, it's only Europa League, but listen, you've still got to put the ball in the back of the, the net. Listen, I think he's been a great signing for that sort of money. He's had a few issues on the pitch, off the pitch um, but over the piece I look at him I think he's been a a right good Rangers player but listen time moves on and Ran- I think Rangers and um, Morelos will move on in the summer yeah there's no doubt about that uh, uh, you know he's, he's getting into the final few weeks of his Rangers career and it's up to it's up to him personally how it ends um, for him you know he can end it as a Scottish Cup winner getting a right good farewell for a, a packed Highbrooks in the final league game of the season whatever the circumstances Maybe or as a Scottish Cup winner at Hamden, as as, as Alan McGregor got, then you know uh, he stayed on. So talk to Morelos. He's been brilliant value a million pounds. But if I was his manager or a teammate, I would also be really, really filled with frustration because he should have been so much better. Mm. We talk about dedication. We talk about professionalism. You talk about being a good teammate. He didn't tick those boxes often enough and he should have because that should just be half of the course for being a Rangers player. 
well, he'll be leaving a club where the manager and the fans are desperate for success and they want to retain, they need to retain the Scottish Cup. Well, we're going to have to beat two teams to win the trophy. So, um, and that's our aim to retain it. There's 10 league games left, hopefully two in the Scottish Cup. It's the last game of the season. It would be a fantastic way for us to end the season and go into next season with optimism for our fans. One thing I will say is I think it's fantastic for the competition that two teams from outside the top league have got there because they've had to fight two from now to get to that position and they've earned it. So whatever two teams are, are in the hat with Celtic and ourselves, then we need to beat two teams to win the trophy. Coming out the hat tonight, it's on later on, isn't it? It's on yeah, the BBC after, tonight. After yeah, the, yeah. You've been watching it this evening. I think, and it's a good good point Michael Beale makes yeah. as well. Speaking about Inverness, Billy mm. Dodds beat Livingston and Kilmarnock. You know, it's not easy games um, to get there. But again, you know, um, you know, Queens Park probably kicking themselves to uh, over yeah. the, the administration um, era. Maybe a bit of magic over the cup. You never know, Inverness. You could see them maybe get back to uh, the final. Back to Celtic, final word from Ange Postacoglu because it was uh, quite a performance against Hearts. Yeah, I thought we were really good. Um, you know, we knew it was a, a challenging week for us. You know, we played sort of Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. So, um, and the last game is, you know, the one that we knew was going to be the most intensive, just the nature of it being a cup game away from homes, particularly here at Tyne Castle. And, uh, yeah, I thought the lads handled it really well. We started the game really strongly and... Uh, for the most part, dominated the game, played some great football um, and, uh, yeah, credit to them. They've navigated the whole week really well. And as the guys talked about in the first hour, the manager insists that they stay focused. That's, that's you know, you've hit the nail on the head if if we continue the form. And there's always the possibility that you won't if you don't concentrate, if you're not disciplined, if you don't, you know, work hard every day. And this group does, you know, credit to them. You know, it's easy for me to, to sort of talk about these things but they do it you see that you guys see the end product but I see it on a daily basis and that's the whole group the guys who are playing the guys who are not getting minutes um, you know every day they, they, they push each other to be the best they can be and as a consequence of that you know our performances have been really strong and I think are getting stronger I think every week we're, we're looking a stronger <laughs> and better team I think we're a better team now than we were at the start of the year and we weren't that bad a team at the start of the year so the idea now is, you know, we've got, like I said, Hibs next week and, you know, it's an important game for us, particularly at home because then the international break comes and then we can sort of get the head down and, and head for the finish line. So only in Glasgow do we predict the draw for a semi-final <laughs> with the big tour involved. Barry has told us already, back to you in a second, but Mark, what do you think? Who's, hey, who's going to be in? I'm, I'm going to go for a Celtic Rangers Cup semi-final. Okay, April uh, last weekend. 30th, in, in that'll April. be probably the Sunday. Yeah, the Sunday and I'm going Kilt to go for Sunday. Falkirk. Inverness semi-final which I think was that was yeah. that a repeat of the, the, ah, the 2016 okay. final when Inverness won at 15 right, final okay. thank we'll you we'll tell you in a minute or two so you reckon it is going to be Falkirk tonight yeah, yeah. an old, old Fulham Cup semi-final yeah I'll um, go Carly Thistle against Celtic and Rangers against Falkirk did you get a message from Football HQ saying Barry yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just no, giving you my part I know yeah, it's a laugh business exactly business end of the Both season <laughs> and uh, still nine points in in the league and then this weekend obviously no time tonight to talk about what's coming up but Motherwell against Rangers this weekend Aberdeen Hearts Celtic Hibs Dundee United St Mirren Kelly St Johnson Livingston and Ross County great to have you back in tonight Mark thanks Paul enjoy that see you soon thank you Barry enjoy Cheers, tonight and yeah good luck to Ron Stephen again and of course Everyone at United as well. You can't both win. Good luck. Zoe Kelly, that's her luck. She's up next after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go!